East and West with Mario and Les, with your hosts Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. Even though it's already like the fourth is we're recording this, so I shouldn't be saying Happy New Year, probably. But Happy New Year and welcome back. Some people be saying Happy New Year in freaking February. Those in February, to, I know. People need to get punched. Hi, to go away. <laughs> Hi, we're back again to another episode of East and West with Mario and Les. I, of course, am Les, and this is my co-host. Is it, though? Am I really Mario Kiki? Am I re- <laughs> Are we who we say we are? Because yeah. after this finale, Lord, let's just jump right into it. Okay, since we're recording, Leslie, I need yes. to know your initial thoughts just overall with the finale the season what the hell man I'm still reeling I well am... for me the episode ranked as like in my top tier of housewives episodes across the franchise of all time Absolutely. just because we, it was shocking we really watched history in the making I love uh-huh. when we watch those kind of episodes I was trying to think of a finale that was like was that exciting that riveting that dramatic and in recent Mm-mm. time you know housewives has been on for almost 20 years at this point right so in recent time we sort of know what to expect we know there's mm-hmm. going to be arguments we know there's going to be this and that but i was trying to think like when was the last time we had a finale that was like this captivating by the masses because we were all watching like if you're yeah. a housewife fan you were watching you were tweeting you were sharing texting each other my right. best friend, my best friend came over and watched with me. I mean, she was screaming. I was like muted and I had goosebumps mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. was insane. But it's it's been a long week as a fan. And let's just get right into it before we let's do any do more it. small talk. Because yeah, we have a lot to discuss. A and lot so to unpack here. Yeah. So we're going to start off with Salt Lake City because that's mm-hmm. the talk of the town this week. And so... Excuse me. The finale starts off with Heather and her flowing yellow captain, and she's ready to make some big announcement. We don't know exactly who she's waiting for at the beach at this time. Heather just dramatically says she is not who she says she is. And I think at this point we can all conclude that Monica's finally going to get what's coming to her. Mm-hmm. Um, I did laugh that there was so much thunder, but not an ounce of rain. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, that goes right along with the, you know, crying with no tears. Exactly. I'm like, where's there's hell of thunder, but not a not a drop of rain. So that's cute. Um, We then get a flashback to eight hours earlier in the day. You know, it's going to be some (laughs) shit when we get a flashback. Yeah. Monica wakes up. She's sharing a bed with Whitney. Whitney, who was clearly drunk the night before after telling Heather she was exploiting her sexuality. Monica then gossips to Whitney that Lisa has been calling her dramatic after her parking lot meltdown, which irks Whitney. Whitney then visits Heather. Um... Whitney claims she's upset that personal details were published without her consent, but Heather maintains that she removed any questionable parts from her book, and she actually read the part to Whitney before publishing. I don't really know what Whitney wants at this point, so it was confusing to see Whitney be so upset because she had permission and everything, so this feels a little like... And she knew, yeah. Whitney then claims she feels uncomfortable with what was shared publicly, particularly this Titanic analogy, implying that the photo shoot involved more than what it seemed. Girl, shut up. Um, Says the person who like had sex 
painting themselves on the floor with their husband. So yes, now okay, it's too much. on camera. Angie is excited about this day trip through town on mopeds and they're going to do some shopping. Heather says she's worried that Meredith will be challenged on the moped because Meredith has not driven a car in like 20 years. Monica gets yelled at by somebody for driving wrong. It's not going to be the only time Monica gets yelled at. Uh, Monica says she's enjoying her trip, even though she did not visit her family. Heather wants to buy some stuff, but she says she forgot her credit card. Monica, being the generous, kind soul she is, purchased it for her, and it cost a whopping $725. Initially, Monica's card is declined, mm -hmm. and then she tries again, but the internet sleuths on Twitter noticed that she actually <laughs> used a different card. Yep, yep. I was so mortified when her card was declined at first. Me too. Like, oh my God, like how embarrassing. And she played it off with the whole, oh, it's international, just because it's nah, an international bitch. charge. But then shady producers, they were like, here, use a different card. Uh huh. We then jump forward in time. We've got a lot of hopping around here. So it was kind of like, okay, where are we? What time of day? Right. This? Um, we forward back to an hour. Now, this is the scene that was in the trailer that started off in the first episode. I went back. The trailer dropped in August, August 11th. This is how long we've been waiting for this uh, big reveal. So that was a mm -hmm. crazy time ago. Well, we were all so happy that day. <laughs> um, Heather gets a call back at the house from someone sharing information that is making her freak out. Production just goes into her room so they can see what the hell's going on. Heather loses it after receiving information and tells producers to get out, leave her room, whatever. We then flash forward to four hours later. The ladies are getting ready for dinner. Heather starts the night off very dramatically saying that she suspects that things are not always what they seem and friendships will be changed forever. Forever. The gals have repurposed those creepy little dolls from their pioneer luncheon. And we've learned that each lady is going to get to ask a question of the person who belongs to that doll in front of them. I didn't understand mm -hmm. the need for this game, frankly. No. It's like, girl, just air your grievances out and call it a day. Like, we don't need everything to be. A we game. don't need everything to be a game. She didn't even have Monica's doll. She I had know, Meredith's well, doll. So which which tells us that Heather was just ready for Monica. But yeah. Whitney wants Lisa to know why she called her dramatic. They go back and forth and acknowledge that they're both dramatic. Meredith at Meredith <laughs> Meredith asks Heather why she did not get any support from her in a cave. I in the cave. I started laughing because if you <laughs> if you just explain this to a friend who doesn't watch mm -hmm. the show and you're like <laughs> if you all, if all you say is well, Meredith didn't support Heather in the cave, they're gonna be like, what the fuck are you talking what about? What the like, hell are you watching? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is so ridiculous. And but I mean, I love it. Um, Heather then mentions that everyone believed Monica over Meredith. And she looks at Monica with the evil death stare. Monica or Heather ends up asking Monica her mystery question instead of mm -hmm. Meredith. Yeah. She wonders who is the real Monica. Heather then accuses Monica of wanting to profit from their lives in pain. We are now at the opening scene at the beach before dinner, where Heather's hair is dramatically blowing in the winds. Heather <laughs> assembled the Avengers with OGs only. Did the we OG see when the hair was blowing in the wind? The tracks from her extensions? Oh. Did she not think about that on such a windy day? I'm sorry, I have to put that no, in there because and it why was didn't bad. they? 
And why didn't they film in a bedroom? Like, I think they wanted that beach setting. They wanted the- They um, wanted the drama with the wind the, and the- The beach and everything. Because to yes. me, it's like, it would have been less dramatic in a room. So mm-hmm. shout out to producers or whoever said, let's go to the beach because it's so dramatic. She needed a scarf um, over her head though. They all did. So the core four assemble, which is Heather, Meredith, Whitney, and Lisa- Heather lets them all know that there is a troll among them mm-hmm. who has infiltrated their group. Heather reveals that Monica is actually an Instagram user named Reality Von Tease. Now, who can has, we talk for a second? Did you know about them? I had to look them all up. Of them. And that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm laughing because now, as soon as she said that name, I uh-huh. obviously hop on Instagram. Same. Because I had never heard of them. And I I think it was very, I don't know if it behooved Heather to give the username out. Mm-hmm. Because at the time when she said it, it had like 7,000 followers. It wasn't like a massive amount at all. Right. And then if you look at it now, it's like over 20,000 people have followed this account. And so I, yeah. I wonder why Heather, I don't know why they decided to review i mean i think it would have been annoying to viewers if they didn't say the username absolutely yeah but ultimately it's like just got her more followers so it just got her way more followers um but yeah i had never heard of the account but clearly Mm-mm. they all become shocked lisa barlow's like no no <laughs> the drama no <laughs> um this account apparently uh, has tormented all of them. And for we learned from Heather that over three years ago, this account was created and was dedicated to exposing one Jen Shaw. Um, but then the account expanded to troll all of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Reality Von Tease has been assassinating all of their characters, and it turns out right under their noses. Yep. Heather says she found all of this out from a mutual friend, Tanisha, who's a hairstylist and also a friend of Monica. Heather then tells the audience that she noticed that Monica had a way of handling sensitive information that made her feel uneasy and reminded her of Jen Shaw and her tactics. Heather tells the core four that she wants to confront Monica at dinner and she wants them all to back her up. Meredith gets emotional hearing Monica is trying to hurt them. She gave us that fabulous crying scene. I love that picture. I want to frame that <laughs> picture. And just, that that's picture my Christmas is so card. good. Yeah. It's so, it's so can't wait to see what they do with it next year at BravoCon. Oh God. Um, Heather then tells the audience that she had another friend investigate all of this and they found out the information credible about Monica being tied to the account. In my head, this friend is Megan King from OC. <laughs> so your tweet. <laughs> you know, damn well, Megan King Evans was behind it. Um, Heather says that she first became suspicious of Monica when she went to buy Monica a gift card for her birthday and they discovered that there was actually three Monicas with the same birthday in Beauty Lab system. Mm-hmm. Heather also found out that one of them, one of these Monica's owes them a lot of money. Heather then calls Monica a cyber bully and a troll who has trolled them all at the dinner table. Monica initially says that is not true entirely. Oh my God. When she said entirely, mm-hmm. or, my ass clenched. I am still <laughs> like, I know it was, I mean, it was a lot. Well, here's what we had speculated on the pod. If, wondering how we were going to feel about Monica after the Mm -hmm. episode aired right and I remember telling you it all depends how it's received if it turns out you know Heather versus Monica and it's she said versus she said like Mm -hmm. I 
I don't know how I would have felt if Monica would have just denied it. Right. If Monica would have just been like, you have no proof, like you're ridiculous. Like if Monica would have just went down that path, I don't know that I would have just believed Heather because Heather was riding Jen Shaw's coattail. Heather was lying for Jen. I couldn't trust. I just couldn't take Heather's word for it. Mm -mm. So I remember telling you, like, if Monica says it's true, then that's going to really help me decide how to feel. Decide. Right. Yes. So when she owned it, oh my God, it was like a gut punch. It was Uh like, holy Uh shit. Like this was real. She owned it. What a villain. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. I just got the chills again. Monica (laughs) mentions that there was actually several other humans involved, but the bottom line is that their mission was to take Jen Shaw down. And these ladies were collateral damage. Mm -hmm. Angie tries to interject and Monica suggests that uh, Angie also enjoyed the stories on this account and found humor in them, which production shows proof of. Love that. Um, There was also a part where Monica tells Angie, like, well, why don't you, you know, show how you were involved? And Angie probably did not expect that. But mm-hmm. that was a little bit of a twist. I need more information on that. Monica does take credit for exposing Jen Shaw and leaking videos that showed Jen being disgusting to her employees. Mm-hmm. Monica then claims that Tanisha is actually the one that started this account. Heather says she is betrayed because they found out this out and they perceived Monica to be some truth seeker and a truth teller. When she was actually the most biggest, devious liar. in mm-hmm. Lisa and Monica then start shouting at each other. Monica defends her actions and claims her motives were only to expose Jen Shaw, who was one of the worst humans she has ever met in her life. Monica said she does not think that what she did is worse than scamming elderly people. Heather lets Monica know this group went through hell trying to stand by their friend and they tormented and they were all tormented and tortured for it. Heather then finally lets us know that Jen Shaw indeed gave her the black eye and that Heather protected her friend. The other Mm -hmm. ladies look stunned hearing this revelation. Heather orders Monica off the island to pack her bags and leave. (laughs) In her confessional, Monica says she's not surprised that this has finally been exposed. She showed no remorse and thinks that all the gossip and their origins will become known eventually at some point. Monica then tells the audience she has so much more to say and that we'll get it at the reunion. We get our quick ending notes. Heather's raising her girls. She still does not want to talk about their sex life. Whitney's continuing to navigate the bumpy road of her marriage. Lisa has kept herself busy with her new favorite hobby, Henry. Angie and Sean are plowing again. Meredith went home and immediately upgraded to a jacuzzi. (laughs) And Monica has not spoken with the other woman or her mother and is focused on raising her daughters. Mm-hmm. holy shit now i had heard rumors rumors about rumors rumors <laughs> and the nastiest <laughs> husband i had heard rumors about monica being a blogger and i had heard rumors about you know that this was the case before right um but i again it was going back to whether or not monica would is there proof what she admitted my takeaway from this is where do we go from here mm-hmm. as as housewives, as viewers? Because the reaction has been mixed, if you've noticed. I have. I've been reading everybody's thoughts about it. The reaction, and I don't know. Some people are championing her. They love her. They love the fact that she did this they love the fact that she was a troll who became a cast member who is now 
I don't, me personally, <sighs> I'm going to say my POV on this and then you can uh, share okay. yours, but uh-huh. I felt bamboozled. I felt betrayed. I felt mm-hmm. like as a viewer, right. I felt like because we've been watching these women as long as we have, and this is not exclusive to Salt Lake City. Mm. It also, it showed me the evolution of the franchise because now we're getting to a point where it's impossible to it's impossible to cast someone on these shows with them not knowing who they are with them not being fans with them not knowing the formula and right. when i when i tweeted that this goes beyond breaking the fourth wall this is messing up the you know integrity of the show mm-hmm. like don't cast fans super fans on the right. show some people were like, oh, well, they casted Jackie and Jennifer. They're also super fans. They casted NECA, who's also a super fan. And so they were kind of sort of normalizing this type of um, formula. Mm-hmm. But if the, my my rebuttal to that, if that's what they're going to do, then they need to just own it. They need to just say, okay, we're going to bring on a fan of the show to be right. around the women. Right. Stop, stop trying to sell me that this was just Jen's former employee and that she had only heard like this you the way this was introduced to me this woman was you know we met her through angie and she was a friend uh-huh. of angie whatever this was all brought to me as, as this is a friend of theirs now i know that we have to suspend reality when we're watching yes reality. because we know they always do that like yolanda and erica were never friends exactly when they brought her on like and this is why it, it frustrated me as a viewer because Production is now saying that they didn't know about the reality of Antisa. I read that too. Yeah. Which is a bullish. Did they not do any of their homework at Bravo? Like ever? I want to say they, I believe they do, but they also didn't know that Jenny had all those racist posts. And so I I don't know know who's who's vetting these people. But my thing is, I don't want this to be the normal going forward. I think it was Mm -hmm. fun. It was a great finale. The twist. Um, But I don't want I personally don't need or want trolls or super fans to be no now, way. And there's also, let me, let me say this. There's also a difference between being a super fan and a troll. Mm-hmm. And I think that Monica is a troll because she says the meanest things. She says mm-hmm. she wants reactions. She wants to hurt people. Right. And if you, if you notice when she's arguing with Lisa, she says, troll like comments she goes after lisa's looks her ages like she hits below right. the belt yep she doesn't she's not really good she at gets like, in your face yeah she's not yes. yeah she's not like a housewife that like reads people with words and no she's, she's like, just a mean troll you're right mean troll. and she just wants reaction and she's uh-huh. doing that because she knows that's what the formula is expected right. of her and that's what jeopardizes this franchise as a whole right it's like, okay so and then to expect the women, like people want her back. Some people don't want her back. I don't think she should come back. That's just my own opinion. I liked her on the show. I liked her yeah. this, like, one and done thing. But if she comes back, how can we ever believe that she is not out there doing this? How do we ever believe that she's not continuously trolling? Like Right. Or planting information or do, like, how do we know? That's the problem. And will any of them film with her? Because I don't think they will. Now, initially, when Heather said she would never film with her again, I sort of eye rolled at Heather. I'm just like, oh, you're, you know, whatever. Um, to quote Tamara Judge, you're only as good as this week's episode. Because now I fully support Heather saying that. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I don't want to trust, like, this woman. No. Now, mind you, Heather's not innocent either. Like, Heather is out no. there writing for Jen as long as mm-hmm. she did whatever. So there's, right. it's, not, it's not black and white. But 
What do you feel? Sorry, before I keep going. No, I fully agree. I don't think a troll should be a cast member. Um, And there's a difference. There's a clear difference between a super fan and a troll. And Monica is definitely the troll. I fully agree with you. And I don't think I don't think it's fair to the other cast members who have been on the show the last four seasons to make them film with somebody who is collecting information about them. Because who's to say she's not going to stop doing this? You know, so I don't, I don't, I mean, I think she added a lot to this season, but unless she, unless something happens at the reunion that vindicates her, I can't see how they can bring her back. I mean, what do we think? Do we, I know at BravoCon, none of them were even speaking to her. Everywhere she was, she was alone. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I think because, does it matter that Monica claims she's the only one that or that she wasn't the only one but she also said that um multiple people posted from that account and she only attacked jen shaw i don't know if that matters like i don't know no i don't know if it matters either and look she went to work for jen shaw now which came first the chicken or the egg there was she like doing the the account before she went to work for jen shaw or after like how did that work that's the thing. It's like, I don't understand. Like infiltrated. How, like, it just makes it seem. If you're going to start hiring trolls, like you have to mm-hmm. just don't tell the audience that don't right. tell me that. Right. Because now it feels very producer heavy and it feels it almost feels like. A slap in the face to the viewer, like here you mm-hmm. are, like, what if we find out NECA, you know, was actually a super fan troll who has right. a really popular account and she was pretending the entire time and like, and right. I know. And so if I, fe- I felt the trust, that, it breaks this like, like, again, I'm not watching a documentary here. I'm not Mm-mm. watching. I know what we're watching. Of but course. Having been watched these shows since 2006, mm-hmm. you expect a certain level of integrity. And so it's like, I mean, I don't know if integrity is a strong word. Like now I'm just reaching, but no, but that word came to mind for me too. Because if you're going to reframe the formula this much, then uh-huh. lean into it. Either do it right. all or don't do it. Don't right. do it at all. Right. Like either lean into it and say, okay, we're hiring fans now. Whoever. We're hiring, right. Yeah. We're hiring trolls. Are you a blogger? Come one, come all. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're going to reform it, like fine, I'll probably still watch. And then we're going to intersperse fans with housewives i guess like Mm -hmm. is that what we're doing now like is that yeah i have no interest i have no interest in watching a show because listen i tweeted this too super fans and trolls are annoying enough online and so now now because of monica's uh history now we have all these random people Uh that were also fans that were also trolls that were also Uh super fans now Uh we have all of them on our timeline defending themselves like giving statements and it's like who are you like what are we doing here like we don't care yeah exactly like i don't need to hear from the hairstylist who i've never seen Mm -hmm. or heard of in four years i don't need to know any of this like i don't Don't care and then there's other people that are with monica that are adding their two cents and like they're commenting like on the show and it's like you are opening the floodgate and everybody now has an opinion. Like, really? Like, why no, do I everything to- online? Everything like, online. Every everything. time you go on today, there's something new and crazy. Exactly. And it's like, my question is not like, I, I care that Monica did this. And I think it was hilarious and evil. And, and it got me like, you got me gal. Yeah. But I don't want it to be the norm. 
And I also think that my question is, what did production know? How much did production know? Well, I want to know if production gave her that information. <laughs> exactly. And, <laughs> and Monica's claiming she knew this was coming um, mm -hmm. at the dinner. She knew that it, they were going to address her. Right. She, she knew that Heather knew. She said she told production. So this is why it's annoying. It's like, now you have me questioning everything. It's annoying mm -hmm. and it's frustrating. And when you have people on the show that have been there for years, like you said, right, to throw a super fan at them who has allegedly trolled them, yeah. I could see why they were betrayed. It's like, what the Not hell? Not okay. Like, it was like pulling the rug from under them. And I don't believe that Tanisha just randomly told Heather. I think somebody, the uh, the other rumor, the rumor, I will rumors, mask, the, yeah. the other rumor rumors, I heard is that um, Monica started dating Tanisha's ex-boyfriend or boyfriend or something. Right. And, and so Tanisha's bitter or something now. And right? that's why and that's why Tanisha mm -hmm. turned her into Heather. Right. I don't know how Heather is allegedly or if she's still working with this hairstylist who was a part of the account. Like, see, that's why it's all it makes no sense to me. Yeah. But this is why we don't bring on big ass trolls super fans, like trolls <laughs> right right it's, it's again it's one thing to be a fan like yes jackie and jennifer may have been fans mm -hmm. of the show but they weren't out there trolling the they woman. didn't they have were... an instagram account ripping the girls to shreds oh my god and oh like and maybe maybe you know me and you were different because we're mm -hmm. super fans but we're not trolling the women we're not trolling them we don't troll them we don't have secret accounts one account mm -hmm. and a podcast is enough for me all right i don't That's have the fine. time i don't have the, the time for that no i have three kids to... and a husband and dogs i don't have a time and that's why these trolls make all of us look bad. That's another thing. Uh -huh. Yes, they do. And I hate when like the, the people like when you listen to like two T's on a pod or two two T's in a pod. Tamara's like, oh, the super fans. And it's like, oh, don't lump like us in with Do that. Not lump us Please. like that. Exactly. Because we are not we are not those vindictive like we see everybody's side. We're. We're very diplomatic here at East and West. We try to be fans. objective. And I was, I need to ask Tamara, you know, I'm going to hang out with Tamara this month. I'm just going to flex. Oh, yes, but I'm going to, I'm going to ask her, I'm going to say, Tamara, why did you go on your podcast and say that every city needs a Monica? Because she said she was going to have an mm -hmm. unpopular opinion. I do not believe that Tamara really believes that. I don't think she would want a troll on her city. I think she, imagine? Enjoyed, I think she enjoyed watching it. Um, as a fan, as, as a fan, as a, no, <laughs> no shade, but because it's like, why would she like, and Teddy was actually very clear and said, I don't even care that Monica was trolling. I think it's more important to focus on the fact that Monica never paid her bills. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like that, like that, that offends me worse. And I don't believe, I do believe that, you know, housewives, they do talk to fan accounts. They mm -hmm. do chit chat. They do shade each other. Yes. That's, different from then bringing on the troll and filming absolutely with them. Like, oh my yeah. god who allowed this to happen i need i have questions i'm so I mad at, i'm so mad at production for doing this to me because listen at the end of the day it was an entertaining season mm -hmm. we, two things can be true i was entertained by the mess mm -hmm. i yep. what i loved monica's you know picking on like she trolled them all season but then now i right, feel right to their like, faces right right <laughs> I know, I know. We still have a three-part reunion. I don't know if we're going to recap the entire reunion because reunions can be very hit and miss. So yeah. um, we'll see. We'll see. We might but... just do highlights of each. Oh my god! Just little I highlights. Hope... But yeah, I feel like I hope you know 
that we can move forward. And again, we, I don't know what we're going to hear at the reunion. If I don't know. Monica, Monica might win me over again at the reunion because I was writing for Monica. My friends, I have one friend that since the beginning, she was like, I don't know. I don't have, I have a bad feeling about her. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. I have a friend that's never liked her also. So maybe they knew something we did not. My friend Gus, since the beginning, was like, I don't like Monica since the season first started. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I was I would tell Gus, she's good for the show. She <laughs> right. is a great housewife. And, right. she, and she trolled me. I am mm-hmm. enjoying. See, I'm all over the place because I do enjoy the fact that Monica is completely leaning into being a villain. Like mm-hmm. she the fuck. She is like, yep, no, I'm a villain. At I'm all. a troll. She is just like, what else? What else you got? It reminded me of Spencer Pratt from the Hills because Spencer has always been a villain and he don't oh, yeah. care. He doesn't care. Always, yeah. He's always been like, yep, call me the villain. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Right. Because they're here to produce. But oh my God, now we're, uh, I would love to know Andy's thoughts. I hope Andy talks about it on his show or at the reunion. Like, what did you think? How do you feel this changes the franchise? Will it change the franchise? I know. Like, oh, my I God. know. It is oh. true. Lots well, of good questions for him about that, actually. Exactly. Curious to see I, his opinion. I need his opinion, and I need to know now. Like, I'm going to go, like, listen, we have ways to contact him, so let's, um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Super fan. I'll DM him. Please do. What's your opinion? I need your opinion. I need but, your opinion. But overall, it was a great season, uh, trolling aside. And, yeah, it was a um, very entertaining season, I thought. One of like the best one actually for this and, franchise you know the troll came in to do an impact and she gave us one and uh-huh. I, now i'm like now i just never want it to happen again <laughs> no i know okay we had it like don't don't do it again because i feel like housewives will jump the shark if that's the way it is so yes some people did say that it jumped a shark with this i've heard, i've seen some tweets like that but it was it was yeah bad. All righty. So shall we take a break and then come back and uh, discuss Beverly Hills and Miami? Absolutely. Okay, you guys, we will be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We have just finished discussing the drama of Salt Lake City. And now we are on to Beverly Hills. Um, so we start this episode off by resuming Taco Tuesday and Denise and Erica stare each other down. Denise addresses how inappropriate it was for Erica to insinuate her daughter knew what a threesome was. And to defend her actions, Erica brings up the fact that Denise's oldest daughter, Sammy, is on OnlyFans. Erica then tells Denise that she asked for her mean comments and Denise is appalled that Erica would go as low as wondering... Who's more profitable on OnlyFans, you or Sammy? I died when she said this. I Amazing. So I put out um, a poll today. And I said, who is more popular on OnlyFans? So no, we'll see tomorrow what the results was. Sammy was leading the last I looked, but I'll have to look and see while we're doing this podcast what the results were. Um, so Denise has woken up Erica's beast side, apparently, and there is no going back at this point. Denise claims that all she wanted to know was what she did to Erica to have her say something about her children like that. And Erica is, is as confused as we viewers are at this point. Uh, Erica takes us down memory, memory lane, but Denise remembers it differently. They go back and forth about who is right and who is wrong. 
Erica and the footage inserted by production prove that Denise's memory is clearly botched and Denise believes that Erica is being condescending. I am convinced that Denise lives on another planet and remembers things completely differently than how they happen. I am convinced that Erica, you know how Denise was like at the at Kyle's party, she was like, go watch the show. <laughs> yes. I am convinced that that's what Erica did because uh-huh. Erica had very specific references. Yep. She had very specific yep. receipts. And Denise should have went and watched the show because Erica was like, all right, you're, you're right. And so it, it was very cringy for little Miss Denise over there. It was a little uh, bit she sounds a, like a wacko. I mean, really. Embarrassing. And she didn't even... She, did not seem drunk this time. I mean, at Kyle's, she was lit up, but she did not seem drunk at Taco Tuesday. So I don't know what was going on there. Um, so it's now Denise's turn to hit below the belt when she questions Erica's involvement in Tom Girardi's legal issues. And Denise wonders how Erica, how couldn't Erica know that $20 million was deposited into her account? And a cool Erica claims the government vindicated her, which, hmm. That was a strange thing to say. And editor's note here is the lawsuit alleges that Tom fraudulently transferred $25 million to Erica over a span of years is still ongoing mm. as we fact check here at East and West. At least sometimes we do. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, just, sometimes. I was curious. Sometimes, I'm like, I need yeah. to know if this is actually over. And it has not been over, little Miss Jane. Yeah. No. So I don't know what she's talking about there. Uh, fortunately for Erica, Denise is not a fact checker like we are. And fortunately, <laughs> Kim is as awkward as hell as she breaks up the tension by leaving. I was dying watching Kim because I felt like she put her head down with her hair over her face and she was trying not to laugh. She was just ready to crack up. It was it was so awkward, but I loved it because she got up like, okay. <laughs> I know. I know. She's like, okay, bye. It's hey, been bye. real. It's been real. Toodles. I mean, so Erica cannot believe Denise would go after her when Denise is on OnlyFans for $7 a pop. I mean, $7. I still don't understand that. I, I You can get cameos for, sure. you get more on cameo and you're not naked there. I don't. I don't understand. I that don't get a, it. What a low price point. I mean, it's, it's that's like, yeah, that's crazy. So Erica dismisses Denise and walks away. And Crystal concludes that it appears that Erica has not changed one bit, despite trying to turn over a new leaf during the Lent season. Only after Erica walks away, does Kyle speak up and everyone jumps all over Kyle for not saying something in the heat of the moment. And Kyle claims that no one ever stood up for her when the women were questioning her new wedding band and alleging affairs. And that is true. I mean, they flash back and nobody said anything. They just let her sit there and take it. So why should she say anything? Uh, we then see Erica go over to Dorit's house and catch her up on what happened after Dorit left. Erica is confused that Denise is still mad about something that happened four years ago. And Dorit cackles when Erica shares the whole Whole who makes more money on OnlyFans argument, but the giggling settles down when Dorit talks about her recent issues with Garcelle. Dorit did not realize that using the word attack toward Garcelle could be so triggering, and she's shocked things took such a turn since she thought she was making strides in her friendship with Garcelle. What is your opinion about that whole sitch? Um, I teeter-totter because I did not know that either but I I wish Dorit would stop digging her own grave and just shut Mm -hmm. up and listen because you know when somebody feels that you trigger them you're supposed to learn and listen and Dorit has a habit of not listening 
and so it it gets worse at their lunch but um, yes but so far I just wish Dorit would just shut up <laughs> I know and just let somebody else talk and like listen for a minute Jessica, um listen. so Meanwhile, Garcelle FaceTimes her bestie Sutton and she talks about how she cried herself to sleep after Dorit used the word attack to describe their conversation. And Sutton feels for Garcelle understanding what the word implies. Later, Sutton meets with her matchmaker again, even though she can't remember her name. Sutton debriefs Alessandra, because yes, that is her name, on her last date, which didn't go well. They discuss future dates, what to do and what not to do. This next guy seems cute, but not quite a billionaire. Oh, the horror of this for Sutton. Uh, oh, my God. Clutch your God pearls. Oh, God. Kim comes to Kyle's house and they chat about casual subjects like hummingbirds, which is a nod to their late mom and wedding planning as Kim's daughter Whitney is getting married soon. And then the Kathy drama resurfaces and Kyle talks about when Kathy came to her house to apologize for what happened in Aspen. Kyle wanted to move on, but Kathy's behavior at the reunion and afterwards showed Kyle otherwise. Kim really wants her sisters to get along and basically says that Kyle needs to fix things with Kathy before her daughter's wedding. Kyle cries about how mean Kathy can get and said that trying to have a conversation with Kathy is difficult. Kim quotes their mother about the family always sticking together, and she breaks down crying about how much she loves their mother and wants the sisters' damage repaired. Kathy is tough. I mean, she doesn't, she doesn't have a lot of empathy when Kyle is upset from what we've seen. Kathy's um, very, she comes off as prideful and mm -hmm. yes. mean. Like, yeah, because I don't, you know, because they're on a show, obviously. And Kathy right. came on the show last season and so, right. or whenever that was. And so the idea that, Kyle is not allowed to address certain things on camera because Kathy just kept shutting her down. And then, uh -huh. but, but this is a pattern with Kathy. Like the minute she's upset, she just shuts down and walks away and gives people the silent or gives them the silent treatment. And, um, and she expects everybody to follow along with whatever she's doing, whether it has any basis in the truth or not, you know, exactly. And I've been, some of my friends texted me that they're watching uh, the Paris reality show on Peacock and, uh-huh. They're saying that Kathy's just mean and evil and like she's very mean to Paris. And I, I haven't seen it. Um, but at this point, it's it's a difficult place for Kyle. Like, I don't understand if Kyle wants a solid relationship with her sister mm -hmm. or both both of them. Yeah. To me, it feels like she just shouldn't be on the show anymore. Like, stop being on the show, like, because clearly the show is impacting because it's it, yeah, it has some kind of it's impacting the show too but mm -hmm. but again it goes beyond the show so i feel like their kyle at this point feels over kathy and it's annoying to constantly have this cycle of abuse like that yeah no agreed all right so meanwhile we see crystal talking with her husband rob as they're doing a passover seder about how the women want her to speak up more in the group and rob suggests that crystal should share her alleged strong opinions alleged her alleged strong opinions but crystal explains that it has been harder for her to focus on conversation recently and she's too distracted by the thinness of the ladies and she's affected by it since she is constantly comparing herself to them crystal is trying not to be self-conscious but sometimes it's impossible to push aside her self-doubt to get involved in their conversation and she then says that her brother is coming back to la and she'll try not to be as controlling over him I thought it was interesting that they aired that scene 
yeah. after Kyle and, you know, venting about her and not Kathy mm-hmm. not speaking, because now you have it juxtaposed with Crystal being too much in her brother's life. So it's like right. the complete difference in sibling relationships is uh, right. It was very right. interesting. Um, I did notice that Crystal's tantrum that was in the trailer was reduced to a flashback. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What was it's- that about? It's weird because I don't know if they're trying to phase her out or if uh-huh. she's just not contributing or because Teddy said on her pod that she felt she was going to get the boot because they started reducing her on the show. Like yeah. they wouldn't show her as much. They uh-huh. kept re- Her scenes also became flashbacks. So now I'm like, is this happening to Crystal or is she just not speaking? Like what's really happening here? You know, kind of so. dull. I'm not going to yeah. lie. She's kind of dull. And I don't like the fact that she made her daughter choose between watching TV and having dessert. Somebody I with know. eating disorder, you know, with an eating disorder. Exactly. I thought that that was not, that was not a fair, like choice there. I didn't like it. Yeah. Just saying. Anyway. So then yeah. we have Sutton meeting up with her newest date, Steve. And she is a compliment giving machine as per her matchmaker's advice. They bond over karaoke, talking and listening. And Sutton has officially gotten herself a second date and the curse is broken. Hey, Sutton, please burn the cat sweater and all cat wear uh, after, please. Hallelujah. Wear. Uh, Garcelda has agreed to meet with Dorit. And when they sit down, things are very awkward. I'm really, really awkward. Uh, I, Mario tells me that it's so awkward that his ass is still healing from the clinch. Okay. <laughs> they browse the menu in silence until Dorit is the first to talk. And she asks Garcelle to take the floor and share her feelings about what happened. Garcelle calmly explains to Dorit that certain words have different impacts on different people. And you do not say aggressive, attack, or angry to a black woman because that is labeling. Garcelle wants Dorit to be made aware of who she is talking to. And Dorit reminds Garcelle that the word attack has been thrown around by the other women in the group, which we get a flashback of. And Garcelle makes it clear that it was never directed toward her, though. Garcelle believes that Dorit said the word with bad intentions and Dorit is shocked. Dorit lets Garcelle know that Garcelle is hurting her feelings, thus bringing Dorit back on the defense. And Garcelle thinks that there is a Dorit pattern, which feels like an unconscious Karen behavior. And I died. I thought that was hilarious. Unconscious. I died. To me, it's hilarious to say unconscious. I'm using that. (laughs) Me too. Unconscious Karen behavior. Keeping it, using it. I need it on a shirt. I love it so much. Fully using it on somebody. Uh, anyway, so Dorit is uncomfortable as Garcelle points out that there are racist undertones and things Dorit has said or done in the past, and it's not Garcelle's fault. Dorit feels like there is something more and reminds Garcelle that she is Jewish, which has to do with what? And let me explain to you what she was trying to do here because I am Jewish. I don't think she was trying to be insulting or say that it didn't matter. We're not. It's not the same at all, but it's... It's it's similar, and I think she was just trying to find a place of common ground with her. Like, I think so too. She's not racist I, because she understands. I think, point. but I think what what's cringy about Dorit saying that is, yeah. and I agree with you. I agree that there right. is, you know, the Jewish community is also more. There's some similarities, but not completely. Not completely, because when you're looking at face value, you're still. I can't seeing tell a white Jewish. woman. You know right. what I mean? I can't I mean, tell look you're at me. Jewish. Blonde yeah. hair, blue eyes. Like I. And so, right. I'm, I look like so a white why, woman. 
that was Garcelle's yeah. point. It's like, right. what does that have to do with you being right now? Like, yes, we're both from marginalized communities, but right. ultimately, unless you tell me you're Jewish, like Dorit, I didn't even remember Dorit was Jewish, no shade. And yeah. so um, Dor I think Dorit was trying to just sort of equate it in some way, which that's where- it But it's not the same. Yeah, clearly. it's definitely so not the same. So that's why I was like, girl, just shut up and listen, stop trying. And so that's what frustrated me about Dorit in this scene and this lunch, because- just stop talking. Just let Garcelle say her piece. She's incapable. Hear her. Listen mm -hmm. to her. Yeah. Stop trying to somehow say, but, right. but, but, you know what I mean? So, right. She just, she is incapable, I feel like, yeah, of and listening and understanding. So. Unable. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, Dorit feels like everything is on her and Garcelle tells her that she's getting under her skin. And Dorit admits this has been a learning lesson. But let's see if the old saying is true. When you know better, you do better. I don't know. I feel like I've heard Dorit say before that this has been a learning lesson for her and I haven't seen any improvement. So we'll have Not to see. Not at all. Dorit is just, I I mean, I don't really know what Dorit brings to the show anymore, but that's just my- I'm not been, sure. Yeah. That's been my opinion. Um, her and so... Kyle used to be so fun together and that's not there really anymore. I don't yeah. feel like, and I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what she brings and I don't know what Crystal brings. Exactly. So oh, they can just skedaddle. And let me tell you, as a Jew watching Crystal's like Seder, uh, her Passover, like little scene, how does she not have a proper Seder plate? That's all I'm going to say. And other Jewish people understand what I'm saying here. She had the Seder plate as a regular plate and just had things on a regular plate. Girl, buy a Seder plate. I'm sure there's like a thousand <laughs> Judaica stores by you. Go buy one. And now my yeah. TED talk is over. Thank you. All right, shall we move on to Miami? Yes, let's do Miami. I have you down to do Miami because you always do Miami. So if you want me to do it, I can, or we can teeter-totter. We can or do you... paragraph by paragraph if you like. No worries. I mean, everybody loves your voice. So if you want to just leave. Right, well, I can fine. do it if you want All me right. to do it. All right. So You're welcome, listeners, because it. I know everybody tells me how much they love Leslie's voice <laughs> you too thank you thank you listeners I'm gonna just talk like Lisa Barlow I'm getting there I'm getting there all righty so we are at Miami now uh so we are back at the Mother's Day brunch and just a fun fact that's where I had my birthday dinner this year at Mr. C Bellini it's a restaurant hey. there uh, and I was just at a party there a couple of weeks ago as well. So Alexia and Marisol leave the brunch before Anna can be sprung on them, which they deem to be a setup by Nicole for an ambush. The bros are both furious with Nicole for subjecting them to Anna, who has described Marisol as a dead person. And Julia is trying to convince them to come back inside, but they have no interest in engaging with Anna. Julia knows that Adriana intentionally invited Anna to stir the pot and share information on Alexia's finances. Kiki does not know Anna, but she has heard Anna trash talk about Marisol on her podcast, which production shows. And side note, we found out that Anna has not been around this group for 10 years, and her addition clearly shows production's influence to increase drama within the group. So I don't think Marisol looks like a dead person, but the more I look at her, like on each episode, the more she's starting to look like Mama Elsa to me. Just yeah, look she's... at her and and just she's got all the characteristics. She's very stretched for sure. Very stretched. And she's just very like, I don't know, there's something there now in her face. I don't know. You'll see yeah. it when you look next time. You won't be able to unsee it. 
So Lisa pulls up with Larsa and starts beeping at the ladies in her housekeeper ladies, Honda. Uh, Gertie does not find it amusing that Lisa is making fun of driving a vehicle Lisa believes is beneath her. And Gertie comes to lunch actually with Russell's sister, who is a mother to six and looks exactly like him. Marisol mm. gets Alexia to leave so they can go and get a drink. And I just have to say that I love seeing them walk around like the Grove, which is where I'm going to move next from this house. Hey. I'm an empty nester. And it just cracks me up. Like, love it. I love, Any, I, I yeah. would love if housewives filmed in my town. You're so lucky. I know. <laughs> and that's like, that's like, you know. 15 minutes from where I live. It's not like Miami beach when they're filming there, which is like a good 30 minutes from where I am. So, and I live in Pinecrest in case anybody's interested in knowing in Miami. So look it up. That's where, uh, well, Nicole doesn't live in Pinecrest, but she lives very close by. Anyway. So Lisa pulls, Oh, she, Lisa already pulled up. Never mind. I went to the wrong paragraph. Uh, Adriana and Anna chat in the car on the way there about her being a star. And at the table, Lisa remembers Anna and resents that Anna thought Lenny should have never married Lisa. Larsa tells Gertie that they drove the Honda because Gertie made it an issue about Lisa driving Lenny's car. And Lisa's annoyed that Gertie is asking questions about their finances. Lisa then turns to Julia when Julia questioned how Lisa's kids were that night. Julia refuses to apologize to Lisa since she is not sorry for questioning Lisa about her kids. She really needed to stop at this point. It was too much. It was a lot. It was a lot of uh, reaction. Like, I don't know where this was before, but yeah. I don't know. And Lisa seems like a good mom to me. Whenever you see her with her kids, her kids clearly love her. She seems attentive. So don't comment on other people's mothering. Ladies. Exactly. It's just, it feels very low blowish. There's certain things you don't go for no. unless like it's, I don't even know. Never, just never talk about. No, you just don't talk about somebody's mothering unless they're like letting their kid run naked, like through the street, like, you know. Oh my God. That was right? one time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I only did that once with my kids, you guys. So Adriana waltzes in with Anna and Lisa gets a thoughtful poem and then a peck top a pep talk from Anna telling her she is a good mom. Lisa tells Anna that Alexia and Marisol left because she was attending the party. And Anna denies that she said Marisol was a, Marisol was a rotting corpse and that it was her daughter who's 30 years old who said that and she can't stop her from saying that. She does admit in a clip that Marisol's tongue is licking Alexia's asshole, which that is very true. And sometimes it's the other way around as well. Uh, Larsa mm. questions why Adriana did not stop Anna from coming. And Adriana lets Larsa know that she is not the host. Adriana also reminds Larsa that she has been too busy kissing Kim K's ass to know anything going on within the group for the last 10 years. And Larsa says, and where were you in the trash? <laughs> Women, man. Oh my God. I cannot. This so, brunch just kept going worse. I know. To worse, worse. I know. Oh my God. That place, that place gets dramatic now that I'm thinking about it. Actually, my last time I'm... there was a little dramatic. Um, so Lisa leaves the table and calls Alexia and Marisol to let them know that they must return to defend themselves. Alexia roars back in the red Ferrari with liquid courage. Glad to know she was out drinking and driving. That's just amazing. That's where my head went to. I mean, at least get a driver. I don't understand. Exactly. I, I, I think it's weird. Um, so. She rejoins the table with Marisol, who we must assume is always liquored up. And yeah, I can attest to seeing that in the Vegas airport. 
Um, Anna sits at the table while her past with some group members is dissected. Alexia then goes for a low blow, telling Nicole that her mom is not there because she has been mean to her. Nicole will not take this shit from Alexia and tries to shut her down. And Gertie can no longer take this nonsense when she has real life shit that she will be dealing with the next day. Alexia keeps yeah. shouting to Nicole, you are not that nice. And we have a montage of screaming in a counter with the people storming out. And I, that was so funny. Like a storm out number five. Number six. Number <laughs> number six. And to storm out of there, like you can storm, but then you have to go wait for the elevator because it's on like the eighth floor or the fifth floor or something. So it's not like you're storming yeah, it's not like you're out the door. Out you're standing lot, yeah. there like you storm out and then you're standing there looking around waiting for the elevator and then have to go downstairs so it's not really you know anyway so alexia keeps shouting to nicole yes you're not that nice we have the montage and then anna even storms out after she must have realized that coming to this lunch was a huge mistake anna Next, totally yeah. chickened out i'm sorry she I know. completely did not stand on business and no I, Why would she bother coming unless she was there to stir up trouble? Exactly. Like she knew not on the show. Yeah. She's not on the show. She was on season two. She wasn't remember. She's not too memorable from season two. Right. And the fact that she came in and just sort of denied anything and didn't mm -hmm. do her, like what a flop her and Denise completely flopped there. Yep. If they had any, like if they thought they were going to come back. No, like no way. You're not cut out for this anymore, boo boo. Like, that's why you no, not, not show, a chance in hell. So, yeah, yeah, definitely not. Mm. I mean, the fact that she came in and was immediately kissing Lisa's ass, you're such a good mom. I'm rooting for you, blah blah mm. blah. And then Lisa's like, Well, shit, how am I going to be mean to her now? Because she's like coming and complimenting <laughs> me, yeah. So, I, I just don't like that. Just be who you are, be real. If you have if you have some trouble, then stir it up. That's why you're on TV. Exactly. So the next early morning, Gertie is heading to the hospital with Russell for her surgery, and she's having a partial mastectomy on her left breast. She wants to talk to her parents, and her dad prays for her surgery, and Russell tells her parents he will let them know when she's finished. They have a really beautiful relationship, which is uncommon in the housewives world. It certainly is. Uh, Nicole calls Russell to check in, but Gertie is still in surgery. Then Adriana goes to Julia's house. Julia defends Alexia to Adriana and explains that she and Alexia are forming a legit friendship and she does not want to destroy it. Adriana is super annoyed. Her BFF is trying to take, uh, or is trying to befriend Alexia and she does not want Nicole to take the fall or Julia does not want Nicole to take the fall for bringing Anna when Adriana is the one who extended the invitation. Julia recalls that after the luncheon, she was able to make nice and essentially make out with Lisa to show her love to her friend. They Adriana, were hella kissing. That, I know. Those, I know. They were like I going mean, at it. Because Lisa was really just giving the eye to Julia like, oh. I know. I, know. I was just like, should we be watching this? Are they remembering there's I a know. camera on them? Like, oh were they God. very drunk? Like, I don't know what was going on. I hope they weren't driving. Oh, no. We know Lisa was driving the housekeeper's car. I hope somebody came and picked it up for her. Okay. Uh, So Adriana storms out when she feels Julia is not sticking up for her she's watching her bff decide things for herself or julia is watching her bff decide things for herself and will not allow adriana to influence her julia is a real friend since she recognizes what adriana was trying to do and kudos to julia for that or 
Caduz. Caduz. Caduz to Julia. Caduz to Julia. Uh, Nicole and Anthony are checking on the home they're remodeling, which, yes, it has insane views because I did find it. So I know where it is. And yes, it does. Um, he enjoy- I mean, come on. Hello. I love that. Natural born detective here. The rumors, the nastiness. So Anthony enjoys the renovation part of the process. And Nicole shares that the luncheon turned into a complete shit show. And Anthony mentions running into Alexia and Marisol when meeting with a client. He mentions that they shared the luncheon, got super heated, and that they hit the road for cockies. Marisol visits Alexia and Frankie at their soon-to-be-old apartment in the sky, and they debrief about the Mother's Day madness. Alexia makes the point that even Nicole's mom was there. Again, she has to say this, which was a red flag, insinuating Nicole is the devious one who is out to get the two of them. That's a crock of shit. I'm sorry. We see Nicole's mom. It's not like Nicole's mom is like Monica's mom. Nicole's mom is always on the show. She was probably watching the baby for her. Like, Alexia needs to let that go. That that has nothing to do with anything. Um, exactly. Grasping, Alexia grasping. just doesn't like Nicole. It just, exactly. That's what it feels like. At all. So back in real life with real issues, Russell brings back Gertie and she greets her boys. Liam plans something to comfort her and it's a really touching moment for the family. Gertie is happy this is over but still needs to wait for the pathology report. She lovingly embraces her boys who have set up photos, cards, and something to drink for their ailing mom. I did see that she must enjoy blue Gatorade, which we also (laughs) enjoy a blue Gatorade over here, so I get it. Frankly, Gertie is actually the only one in this episode dealing with significant issues that are out of her control, but she has the best support system in her family, thankfully. Thankfully. episode ends. Oh, Lord, I'm starting to see the tie turn between Adriana and Julia, which mm-hmm. is interesting because yep. Julia is, I think this is Julia's third season. And now she's yes. starting to see how housewives work because right. she she saw firsthand that Adriana was stirring the Trying pot. To, so. Right. Stir the pot. Exactly. Yeah. And when I saw them at the airport after BravoCon, clearly Alexia and Adriana are still not happy with each other and uh julia then ended up leaving where adriana was standing and went to talk to alexia so who knows who knows how that'll pan out yeah wow what a week what a week it has been um Mm -hmm. we have the salt lake city reunion we have the rest of miami beverly hills and then i heard that oc starts filming soon so that'll be good good and then Jersey, we have a, you know, it's going to be a great 2024. There's a lot happening as per usual. These girls are keeping us busy. <laughs> they definitely are. Do we think we're ever going to see that other girls trip with Alex McCord? I want to, I'm leaning towards yes. Um, You know, I always have, um, There's crossed. I always have sources and gossip and okay. I heard, I don't even, oh, I didn't even tell you this. I mm. heard the rumors the is, rumors. <laughs> The rumors <laughs> is that they're still selling ad dollars for that spinoff on oh, Peacock. Good. Oh, good. So they're still okay. making money from getting ads for that. So maybe they're just getting coins. Um, and then once they have enough ad sales for that spinoff, they'll air it. But okay, good. I hope so because Ethan and I were discussing that earlier when we were watching the finale <laughs> of Girls Trip, the Legacy one today. And he's like, "Wait a second. He's like, they're not going to show that one because of harassment. But what about what they're doing on this one? Like, exactly. I, come on. That's the so, point. It's like where is the line keeps where moving. is the line drawn? Exactly. 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 But you guys, it's been another amazing week. 
talking about our favorite shows. And we will be Absolutely. back with you next week. We will be back next again. week. And I say this every week, Leslie, I love talking to you. I love talking <laughs> to you. And we will see you guys next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you.